0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our first live edition of the Pandroid Podcast that we have done in quite some time. We apologize for being AFK, but uh, we do have lives, and uh, believe it or not, we've been enjoying them without having to uh, worry too much about the podcast (laughs) the last couple months. But we are gearing up for season three, we are Mm -hmm. excited for season three, we are recording episodes again, and what better time to do another live stream episode, so... Those of us joining us live, we're happy to see you, and we want you to participate today because we're talking about something really fun. Uh, If Those of you that joined us for the movies episode, that was a blast, just tearing apart The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty and all these terrible military movies, but if you watched, you noticed we we took a step back when it came to TV shows. Today, they're all fucking fair game. We are going to destroy... how Hollywood and film studios have been portraying the military and television and give credit where credit is due. So if you're following us, be sure to hit like and subscribe if you're not already, and be sure to join on with us in the comments, offer your feedback, offer your two cents. And hey, if you want to join us, shoot us an email to thepanjwaypodcast at gmail.com. We'll bring you on. You can give us your two cents for a couple minutes. So Indeed.
1: As the poet said, we're back in the saddle again. Back
0: in the saddle again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so well, we'll get into the nitty gritty on the TV show stuff here in a second. But are you watching any like military theme TV shows right now?
1: No, uh, I mean you know me, man. I don't do military. Like, I, I actually, I just talked to the Boardwalk guys at the Boardwalk Podcast last night. No, two nights ago, I did yeah. a recording with them because they wanted to talk about Iraq and stuff. And you know, those guys—they're really heady and, and smart dudes, and and so they they're connecting all the names and the different parts of. Iraq and the different ethnicities and stuff like that. And I was like, boys, like I purged all that from my mind on March 31st, 2013. So no, the short answer is no, I'm not because I try not to watch a lot of military themed stuff, especially shows because they take commitment.
0: They do, Um, especially if they're terrible, you know,
1: (laughs) which most of them are
0: and most of them are Uh, and we will we will crush the ones that deserve it. But there have been some out there that actually have been surprising, um, have made a genuine attempt to be in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, So they just, and they deserve some credit. But I think in general, uh, it's hard to do a long form television series about the military because the 2% of the time that the military is cool is the only thing that's really worth putting on. television. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, who wants to see the show, the show of dudes, you know, standing in formation for four hours, waiting on the battalion commander to get, take a shit. Cause he's all clogged up from eating cheese from lunch or something, you know, <laughs> or how many times can you put the Bradley online before you go on your four day pass?
0: right 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 or how many yeah. how, who wants who wants to see a TV show about compiling the 22-page packet that requires to go see your family yeah exactly uh, <laughs> so like that that's that's the military life so that doesn't really translate well so what a lot of shows mm. do is they either a they make it seem way cooler than it really is mm-hmm. uh, or B they they try to add like this like element of like a soap opera drama Mm -hmm. Um, and when I think about that I think about the unit
1: the unit is a great example of great example
0: because if the unit just focused on you know the delta operators um. It would have been really good. I mean, they had like you know Eric Haney, who wrote the book Delta Force, was an advisor on the show. They went through, and all those guys did like a whole bunch of training. Mm-hmm. And when they did the operational portions of it, it was kind yeah. of fun. They look good, yeah. yeah. it was, they, it was, it was entertaining. Convincing.
1: It was fun. That you can, you know, they look good behind the gun. Uh, even though my favorite thing about the unit is that how somehow for some reason every planet or every uh, country in the world looks suspiciously like Southern California. Well, SEAL Team has different... the same issue.
0: Uh, pretty much, pretty much every t- military every TV, TV show, show. is going to have that <laughs> <Yeah>. because <laughs> there's only so many places that have like the the trainers, the weapons, and like yeah. access to like blackhawk helicopters and stuff like that like and it's tv too so they don't have
1: buckets of money you know right
0: so they're just gonna go down to like southern california and yeah be like hey just shoot it there they make it it look like afghanistan and when it's in eastern
1: europe when it's in eastern europe there's like the gray filter when they're in uh you know the middle east it's like the orange filter you know (laughs) (laughs) but i'll I'll tell you this you know i don't know if you remember stargate Mm -hmm. every planet in the galaxy every planet looks like vancouver yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was such a funny. That's such a funny thing. Every time they jumped through a, the Stargate, they were on a plane that looked suspiciously like Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, actually,
0: I I'm like. I'm glad that we mentioned Stargate because Stargate is one of my favorite TV shows, and I, I feel like
1: Stargate deserves a reboot. It really does because that's that was a good show. Isn't now really I will good say, show? if you go back and watch it, I, if when I go back and watch it now, I gave it the old college try a while back, and I couldn't quite get through it because it was a little too too corny for me.
0: It's, it's a little bit too cor- – I think it could do like a very hyper-realistic reboot. Mm-hmm. No, uh, you can't replace Richard Dean Anderson. Like that is yeah. an irreplaceable character. Yeah. But like imagine if instead of like, oh, the Air Force Security Forces is going out and seizing the galaxy. Like what if it's Delta going out and seizing the galaxy yeah. or like SEAL Team 6 and they're going out <laughs> with the CIA and they're performing like covert operations. Like it's like yeah. – but I mean more realistic. Like let's be real. If we had a portal to the other side of the galaxy in the bottom of a mountain mm-hmm. in fucking Colorado, it wouldn't be like the U.S. Air Force security forces going through that
1: thing. No, no, like it's they'd be, be guarding definitely. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be super swoopy, super swoopy dudes all kicking out. I mean, it'd be interesting to see a reboot because in a way, that's a, definitely a military show. Absolutely, but it's Pre nine eleven, pre
0: 11 military show, pre and post.
1: Preamp, pre-amp so it straddled it. Mm-hmm. I remember just me and my my brother in law uh, now, but my buddy then, Jordan. We were obsessed with that show for like a solid year. It was and a good show. We were like really wanting uh, the, the green jumpsuits and P90s. Man, I wanted a P90 so bad, and I had a P90 airsoft gun. Me too. <laughs> For that sex, <laughs> I did too. Yeah, and I could ever, I never had enough money to get a good jumpsuit, but I'd look at them on the internet, and that was back in the day when they had like the little, um, the little black vest with like the weird little patch here, yeah, and it had uh-huh. like the yeah, yep. Oh my god. Anyway, so taking, good. Already taking a divergent. But
0: oh man, but maybe the, the other thing that was weird about that show, as far as like, it is that the the U.S. Air Force like was heavily involved in that show. Yeah. Because it made the Air Force look really good. So, like, mm-hmm. by the time it was done, like, like uh, um, Richard Dean Anderson is an honorary general in what? the United States Air Force because of that show. <laughs> oh, that's
1: awesome. Like, the, never... the
0: Secretary of the Air Force is in several episodes.
1: Really? the acting oh, man. Secretary
0: of the Air Force. Like, they went all in on it. I love it.
1: They were trying to pull a Top Gun, you know. Hey, get their own recruiting. They're... You know, there's, And there's actually there's an interesting t- uh, topic, too. It's like this tradition of the military and Hollywood, like working together on projects, like this is not unheard of. Like it's been going on for a long, long, long time, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's funny how, how the military sees these opportunities to, uh, essentially create a sexy campaign, uh, for recruitment without having to shell out as much money. So they take advantage of it.
0: Yeah. And I feel like you see that more in film, but I think you're starting to see it more in television series. I think, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the U.S. Navy has some sort of official involvement in SEAL Team, uh, which we'll talk about SEAL Team later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it, it's a great opportunity for for younger people just to get an idea. Um, hopefully, they understand it's not accurate, mm-hmm. but it's an idea of what what would life be as a Delta operator. Well, actually, it's probably nothing like that, but or a yeah. SEAL a, as a Navy SEAL. What is my life going to be like? I'm going to jump out of planes and. Swim through the water and shoot bad people in the face. Great. Um,
1: Probably not now, but, you know, not as much. Who who knows? I'm not a Navy SEAL. Never was. (laughs) (laughs) If you get lucky, you might get to go to, like, Somalia or Yemen or something. Maybe, yeah. So, Um, I guess let's jump into the the bad
0: before we give kudos to the good. Okay. Um, So,
1: what's the worst military show you think you've ever seen?
0: The worst military show I've ever seen. Man, there are some bad ones. There's some bad ones. Valor is by far the worst thing I've ever seen.
1: That doesn't jog a bail for me.
0: That's a good thing. Valor <laughs> is a CW series. Ooh, bad. Rough. start. Yeah, it's a bad start, right? About a fictional version of the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment.
1: Really? <laughs> I want to watch this show now, or maybe the oh. first episode. It's so if bad. You
0: make, if you make it through the first episode, I'll give you $20. Really? The whole gist is so there's a chick. Um, I don't know if she's an officer or a warrant officer, but she's a pilot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she's banging her co pilot, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. You can't, know, just a, a can't, can't just be a badass female pilot out yeah. there. She's a badass female pilot. She's got to be banging her co worker, yeah. which I'll take this opportunity to call out Hollywood. You can't, like, demand equality of access and all this stuff and then literally write these stereotypes into every fucking script yeah <laughs> like, it's yeah. so bullshit uh, i know so many female pilots that are not banging their co-workers yeah not not, like, not
1: sucking their commander's dick <clears throat> it
0: doesn't ha- i mean i won't say it doesn't happen but it's if you don't want people to think that's what women in the military do, uh-huh. don't put it on fucking television. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the unit was bad for that.
0: Oh, gosh. The unit yeah. was basically
1: a soap opera with guns, really.
0: It will get, we, we will give the unit its fair due because it kind of straddles the line. But yeah. Worst, definitely Valor. Some honorable mentions out there. Um there was a show I can't remember what it was called. It came out around the same time as SEAL Team. It was called mm-hmm. like the Detachment or something like that, and it was really dumb. Mm-hmm. I made it through one episode, and then there was another show. Um... Oh, what was another bad one?
1: See, I don't have the bad ones because if they weren't you worth the watch shit, them. I didn't <laughs> even start watching. Like I, I pretty much only watched the good TV shows, military TV shows.
0: Oh right, well, give me give me a bad. I mean, you you got to have a bad one.
1: Um. Not still there. So there's two still team ones. There's one that the History Channel did. Six. Yeah. That one was pretty pretty hokey.
0: It was pretty hokey. Little but hokey. I, it was kind of it was kind of gritty though, which I I appreciated. <clears throat> um, but I only made it, I watched the first season. I was like, man, yeah, I'm good. Twenty four over there, Tom, Tom, Tom. Send us an email and hop on with us.
1: Yay, um, Tommy. It, yeah, Tommy.
0: Yeah, Tommy Evans, come join us and tell us about over there because I've never heard of that. I think Which that means was probably terrible. Uh, that's a fairly.
1: That's. A, I'm gonna do some googling here. I think that was a fairly recent show, right? I have no idea. Over there. TV show.
0: Is this a? Is this a fictional?
1: Oh yeah, that that looked pretty bad. I remember. I kind of. It's jogging in my memory now. It came out like right at the beginning of G. What? Oh really? Like 2005.
0: Oh, interesting. I've I've never heard of this, hmm. huh?
1: So that's a good a good bad one. Okay, uh,
0: yeah, a good bad one.
1: I don't know. I, I can't. I'm, I'm coming to blank here on, on bad ones.
0: There, there's there's no shortage. I mean, I could, I could I could go on. I could give you more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Six was pretty bad. Valor was bad. Um, there was a TV <clears throat> show. There was, they made a comedy about the army, and that was terrible. I don't even think it made it through a full season. Really? Um,
1: Space Force was pretty bad.
0: Awesome. No, Space Force was awesome.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was one of those shows where I, I got what they were going for, but it was so heavy handed. It was very heavy. Yeah, I was like, I get it, guys. Like a little bit of subtlety. I was a little disappointed, like from Greg Daniels and Steve Carell. Like I was John expecting Malkovich. John Malkovich. Yeah, I was expecting yeah. the office, but in, in military.
0: Well, and, I think that's the thing is they if they had just tried to make it the office yeah. without the political weight. Like, you're right. It was it was very heavy-handed politically, and that sank yeah. it because a lot of people were interested in just having a laugh. Yeah. And if they just made you laugh – All they would have had to so do political.
1: is just read, like, daily emails from some lieutenant to his <sighs> commander, and they could All have right. pulled – I mean, if they weren't classified or something, they could have pulled no telling how many countless episodes out of just that. Endless Endless yeah. episodes. Or they could just go on and listen to it like an end of the day brief. Ugh, gosh. Of course, Space Force probably doesn't have end of the day formations like There's the infantry like a... does.
0: Do you, do you know that there is a second lieutenant Kirk in the United States Space Force right now? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> He'll never get to major. <laughs> <laughs> They'll give him his captain because they have to. And then, I, saw, like, I
0: saw a picture. I was like, if this man doesn't make captain, to be the greatest,
1: uh, the greatest in the United yeah. States <laughs> military <laughs> captain Kirk uh, in the United States Space Force. Come on! <laughs> which really that uh, that that beckons the greatest military novel ever written, Catch Twenty Two. Mm. We we'll will to do. They, we'll have to do a book. Uh, we need to live do a stream. book episode, Yeah, we'll have to yeah. do a book one. Yeah, Catch Twenty Two and and um and Breakfast of Champions. Even though Breakfast of Champions is explicitly military novel, it is a military novel. But uh, Cash 22 is absolutely drop dead hilarious, yeah. and they tried to make a TV show out of it on Hulu. And they did. Was that and a the, TV show? or Was it a movie? It was a show. So it oh, was really like, yeah I, okay. And I, and uh, George Clooney was was the, like the lead on it. I mean, it was a big deal. And I tried to watch the first episode, and like humor, especially the kind of humor that's in that novel is so difficult to convey. And the, and the movie's been made a couple of times. I think the original yes, movie yeah. came out in like the fifties and then there's like a remake in the seventies or eighties, but <clears throat> the, the, it just, you can't capture the nuance of catch 22. And when you try, when you try on screen, it just comes off as kind of uh contrite and a little hokey, and a little, a little forced. because well, I think,
0: or... so the thing with the catch 22 is, um, the best way to digest it is to read it.
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And if you're reading it for its literary value, you get a lot from it. Mm-hmm. But if you
1: aren't in the military, you don't you get just, the full value from catch twenty two. You really don't. I mean, and I read catch twenty two in a guard tower in Iraq and it was like and it was right when I was becoming really disenfranchised with the military and the whole system and everything. so it was, it was perfectly timed for me because I was like, this is exactly like nothing's changed. like it's the exact same way now. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it has a lot of literary value as a satirical novel. Right. But it certainly uh, has a, an added layer if you you know exactly what he's talking about. Like you can, I would say you can know what they're talking about. But to understand what they're right. talking, what understand. he's talking, about right. is a different ball of wax.
0: Well, and that's the thing is if, if you're going to make a movie of it, the movie needs to, to cover that gap. It needs to cover the the military understanding part. And none of the movies have. Mm-hmm. The movies have basically just tried to retell the stories. Like, no, you need to give the military context because mm-hmm. so much of what's important. Well, I don't know why we're talking about this still. It's not a TV show. Anyway, <laughs> but you need you need
1: to deliver the context.
0: Anyway, so well, we the give, same we is give, true give, of
1: TV shows. You need the context, you know, you, need the context. you don't get the context. You get all the action a lot of the times.
0: Uh, so Chance said that there was a Canadian TV show about Roll Three and Calf that was awful, and I have no trouble believing that. Oh God, that sounds to our, to our Canadian friends, we love you. But TV, the only good TV show that's ever come out of Canada was um, the Letter SWAT Kenny. team show. Oh, oh and Letterkenny—that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the the one with the with the Pink Power Ranger when she was a SWAT officer. That was that was good Canadian TV. Anything else? I'm sorry, guys. <laughs>
1: you know, Ali and I always joke about it. it'd be great to be Canada famous you know because you could be wealthy and be well known yeah. and loved but by 30 million people and the rest of the world has no idea who you are you could just go to anywhere else you want to nobody's gonna know you're not gonna make the tabloids but you're gonna, you're gonna have it made canada
0: this would be, be a great time to have a uh, robin sparkles gif if we had one here oh in, but... yeah that'd be perfect yeah <laughs> <laughs> case in point <laughs> case in point um but yeah, so I guess we can start to show, talk about some of the ones that are kind of on the line. Mm. Um, and the the perfect one on the line. Actually, no. Fuck that. We got one more bad one to talk
1: about. Mm. What it be? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my soapbox out. Let me get my soapbox. Let me <laughs> <laughs> step, step up on my soapbox. And then while you uh, set the stage, I'll, I'll, I'm going to top off the and, and, and
0: we're, we're going to talk about this. I'm going to top off my beer. You set the stage. Okay, I'll set the stage. Uh, We're going to talk about this as a kind of a straddling episode because there are things that I really enjoyed from The Punisher, and most of them had almost nothing to do with the military. I thought it was. um, I thought the main actor was awesome as The Punisher. He was convincing. He was brutal. It was super violent. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I thought that the plot, the, the general plot, especially of the first episode, was really fun. But what fucked The Punisher up is their absolute refusal to try anything resembling accurately representing military service specifically post-traumatic stress
1: yes so, and soapbox I'll, is out I'll,
0: I'll, I'll, hold on we'll keep you off your soapbox for a second
1: okay i got it right here you
0: got it ready <laughs> season one was really bad about that and to the point where it actually involved a central theme of the plot Mm-hmm. Of, a, of a of a soldier with post-traumatic stress being a villain. Because of his post-traumatic stress, he was a bad guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And after season one, I was like, okay, they did it. It didn't work. I really hope they don't do it again. And in season two, they doubled down on it. And to me, it ruined the whole series. So, But Luke, I don't want to take any more <laughs> away from your soapbox. Go.
1: So this is the exemplary uh, show and use of that narrative. That highlights a problem that I have always, always, always had a bone to pick with. I despise the portrayal of veterans in popular culture as these like crazy guys who are on the edge of their seat, always ready to pop off and go on a killing spree or beat their wives or, you know, or in the case of the Punisher, spoiler alert, build a bomb and try to blow yourself up. And it's just like it's this cheap vapid shitty portrayal of an entire community of people that are so much more complex than the one out of every thousand guys who is digging the foxhole in his backyard. Do you know anybody who's done that? Out of the hundreds of guys that we've known that have gone to combat, do you know anybody who has ever dug a fucking foxhole in their backyard? The
0: fact that they put that into a fucking ep like, and when they, they, they did it, that, I was like, yeah. oh my God. And they were dead serious on. about it. Like they were dead like dead serious.
1: serious. Yeah. And this portrayal of veterans as as a as a segment of our society that is inherently broken. And that needs that needs all this support and help. I mean, you do need support and help, but not not the kind of ho- you know, bullshit sit around in a circle in a chair in you know, a gymnasium like it's AA or something. Like Well, also that doesn't
0: exist.
1: It doesn't, no. Like yeah, you're getting You
0: counseling one on one or group counseling where there's like goals and homework. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure there are support groups where people sit around in circle and talk about their feelings, but it that's not therapy. That's not how yeah. you get better.
1: And oh, this my this idea of like the the guy who can't hack it it, it, it drives me crazy because if you look at the vast majority of veterans and even, like even combat veterans and not just people like us who have one rough deployment, people who spent 20 years in special operations, I mean, those guys are kind of crazy anyways, but, you know, but they're co- totally capable and driven and determined and, like, and they get out and like, create these brands or these companies or, you know, they, it's just, it's, it's a shitty, shoddy, poor excuse to, to cast off some cheap drama on a portion of our population that doesn't need any further demonizing or stereotyping from the American public. Yeah. So but it was because of that betrayal and it was more prevalent maybe even five years ago, but especially like 10 years ago when the war was kind of in full swing and, and that was starting to become an issue or a more emerging ideal or narrative in our culture. But, <clears throat> and, you know, that's why when, like, when I went back to school, I didn't tell anybody. That I was a veteran because I didn't want the first thing that they had in their mind was the Hollywood fabrication of like the crazy guy in the basement with all of his guns who's like, you know, freaking out because of the fireworks or whatever. Like, I hated that so much. And I felt beleaguered by it because our society had crafted this idea. And so I, I refused to let that be the central thing to my narrative to my to identity so when i went back to school i didn't tell anybody i was yeah. a veteran yeah. especially in academics because they really want to that to be the case uh, some of them do not all of them but some of them and Well, so,
0: it's just not the accurate portrayal of post-traumatic stress for some people it is you're talking like you said the one in one million veterans where they mm-hmm. are clearing the room at night with their freaking sidearm and almost shooting their kid or whatever mm-hmm. you know pick 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 whatever version of the stereotype that you want it it's not the prevalent demonstration of post traumatic stress. The if you want to do a TV show on how post traumatic stress affects people, just swatch a whole bunch of veterans get real nervous walking into a crowded room.
1: Yeah, or not Be wanting like, to go to a concert,
0: or not wanting to go to a concert, <laughs> or you know, or
1: hating Walmart. Everybody hates Walmart, but veterans especially Walmart. hate Walmart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about Steel Team here in a little bit, but see. SEAL Team had a really good plot line about post-traumatic stress hmm. where, you know, one of the main characters was struggling with it and he wouldn't talk about it because he was worried about what his command was going to think about it. You know, and it, they, they did it in such a way that it, it made it a human and it's like, hey, but he did it and he's still doing and He's still doing his job. These things exist. They don't make you a worse person. They don't ruin your lives just because they exist. Um, and, you know, the, it, was, it was a good story arc talking about post traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. Um but very very few TV shows do. They like you said they use it as a cheap drama device. Mm-hmm. Um oh man.
1: Yeah, it just it makes me livid because it's so much more than that, you know. And if you have post traumatic stress, it's so much more complex than getting triggered at a loud noise. Like now I will admit like when especially when I first got back you know, like big old loud noise kickoff. You remember when we were going through reception and uh, it was like, Blue. <laughs> or whatever. yeah, was not reception, but reintegration. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like the, the whole battalion was out there and this transformer exploded and all of Bravo company hit the deck and everybody else was just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, and Rob just posted this on
0: on Facebook and he's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, this is a little bit of a detour from the topic, but we'll address it. You know, face you Facebook pages like get disgruntled veterans where people walk around like I'm a disgruntled veteran, fuck you and fuck everybody around you, fuck that shit, I'm I've whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we've always had a problem with that categorization of veterans. I hate that too. I yeah. hate it. it. We call them vet bros. Vet bros. Um be a better be a better veteran. Don't be yeah. that shit. Don't do that. It makes us all look bad. It makes you look bad. No one gives a shit. Like, really? At the end of the day, no one cares that you're a veteran. It's like, man, yeah. If (laughs) you were a Marine
1: in Iraq in 2006, like, nobody fucking cares, man. Because there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of others who have done the same thing. And
0: the thing is, there's there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of others that have done the same thing, that are living normal, normal lives, lives, that aren't calling everybody around them a pussy or mm-hmm. trying to act like you're better than anybody else. They're working in the cubicle next to you. They're your boss. They're the mechanic mm-hmm. at the auto shop. They're the freaking real estate investor down the street. They're, they're
1: your TA they're, in college.
0: <laughs> your TA in college. Like They could be anywhere. Yeah. And they aren't being douchebags. So when you walk around like – Flopping your fake dick around, pretending mm-hmm. to be something special. They know, and they
1: see you. Yep. They know you're full of shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. stop. Because so we all we all know the guy who who the guys are guys uh, who 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 do that, and we all know what they did in combat.
0: Right. So mm-hmm.
1: don't. They fired thirteen that... rounds in nine months, or they uh, <laughs> if, if that thirteen if rounds that...
0: at the range to qualify,
1: or or I couldn't get them to rip some open, some suppressive fire on the enemy because they were too scared to pull the trigger. And they come home and but... they got their grunt style t-shirts on the door on Walmart. <laughs> their 3% sticker in their fucking window. Oh, if they're going to yeah. do shit. Yeah. You we'll, know. we'll stay off of that track, but yeah, that's Rob, too political I'm, glad, for I'm, I'm glad you, po- I'm glad
0: you posted that. It's a good point. And it is relevant because it does, it does shape how these TV shows choose to portray. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Punisher was really bad about it. Uh, it's a shame that that's the the subplot that they they chose to go with because the rest of the show I really liked. I yeah, thought it was really true to the comics. I loved watching the Punisher uh, story arc through Daredevil. I mm. loved season one of the Punisher. Even the season two was pretty good.
1: Dude, but season one that's so brutal. Like it, it was, was so, so awesomely violent. brutal. Oh and gosh. like that last, it's, it's season one where he's like, uh, I think it's season one. At the end, where he's like tied up to the chair, and you think shit's yeah. really getting bad, and he just like goes on a murder rampage. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. We were so just cool. talking about stereotypes of veterans. <laughs> 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 Bro, his head exploded. It was awesome. It was good
0: though. So it was, but, good, yeah, but it wasn't good because of the military aspect. So mm-hmm. it was just a good comic
1: book show with a shitty military backstory. Yeah.
0: Um, another quick one. side note.
1: Quick side note. Go for it. If, just on the off chance that anybody in Hollywood ever listens to this thing. Don't have your dudes shoot on full auto. Unless it's a belt-fed machine gun. If they got an assault rifle, it's not, never shoot on full auto. It's never going to happen in real life. Just at the range for funsies. Yeah, that bugs the crap out of me too. It's been like, like,
0: unless it's like, unless you're talking like it's a Vietnam TV show. Yeah, because they did did it in Vietnam. Vietnam. But like
1: the GWAT stuff, or like the most recent stuff, like your, you know, single, single Single shots that's it you're not gonna be dumping a mag because we train, we changed our tra- we changed our training to reflect that yeah
0: you know we don't push that selector the uh, the other the next 90 degrees over there's no point yeah um, yeah so oh also if, if you are from Hollywood and watching this uh, we are available for consultation services <laughs> yes very much so we're happy
1: to come tell you <laughs> how not you, how to you're... switch the selector over to full auto. And we
0: won't bring live ammo on the set. (laughs) Oh, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Dark. Dark. Rip. Anyway. um, So, another one that kind of crosses the the line, what we've mentioned, is the unit. Mm -hmm. I liked a lot about the unit, but the idea that, like, a an operator's wife is just going in to like the operator compound on Fort or whatever (laughs) base this was, it wasn't Fort Bragg Mm -hmm. and like sitting down in like the Colonel in charge of the entire unit's office and telling him what to do. Like, fuck no, no. She doesn't even, she doesn't even get to go in that compound.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, what was realistic? I know we were just talking about, but debunking stereotypes, but the most realistic thing about that was when the commander was fucking the other dude's wife.
0: I don't think that's the most realistic part. Hey,
1: <laughs> uh, Rod, he would if he was a sergeant major, I would have believed it.
0: Right? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure.
1: sure. <laughs> except,
0: except, except that not, you know, like everybody's a sergeant major, so I don't yeah,
1: know. That's true.
0: Um, but no, I mean, it was it was enjoyable. I like that they tried. The, I mean, there were a lot of times when they talked. The the missions in the episodes were based on real missions that had happened in like mm-hmm. the seventies. Um. I thought that was cool, and I like that there was an actual Delta guy that was advising. But it's just the introduction of all the family drama. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, come on, like, like there, there was one. Uh, it was like one of the first episodes, and the wife of one of the op- the new operator I can't remember his name. Um, Bob Brown, Bob, Bob. Yeah, there you go, Bob. <laughs> so Bob <Brown>. generic. <laughs> um, and she was like. And this is a guy that had come from another special operations unit. It's like, it's like he just like joined the army day one was in mm-hmm. fucking Delta. And like they're she's like getting checked in. She's like, I'm going to live on base. I'm going to do this. And they're like, she's like, I need to know where my husband is right now. It's like, no, what, <laughs> what, what are you for? <laughs> oh yeah. It just, it was, they, they tried to create a show that I think that what the, their goal was to create a show that men and their wives could watch together. Yeah, they both get something out of it. Yeah, and it
1: failed. I can't. I can't believe I made it five seasons. <laughs> yeah, it probably honest. failed on both fronts. I mean, they they maybe they were just infusing a little bit of Army Wives into their scripts. You know, it's around the same time that show was coming it, out.
0: They they were both on at the same time. I never yeah. watched Army Wives, so I couldn't give you. Any I, kind of I didn't thing either. On. but I can imagine. Yeah, no. I'm sure it was pretty terrible. Uh, it's but like, but here's an interesting connection. The one of the main characters in Army Wives was the chick from Jag.
1: And no, Jag. Really?
0: Jag was a great military <laughs> TV show. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Man, I forgot about Jag. And I had a big following back in the day too. It was like, people a good loved show. that show. Yeah, making it. was a
0: good they did a good job of blending like the the serial nature of T V shows. Mm-hmm. So there there was drama, especially between him and his and the chick and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but it wasn't the main story. Like, mm. all these cases were the main stories. Him trying to become a pilot again were the main stories. Yeah. I thought it did a good job of, like, when 9-11 happened, they just kind of, they built it into their narrative and they moved forward. I mean, it mm. went for a while after 9-11.
1: Did it really? Hmm. It was a really good job of glorifying the people who were just trying to motherfuck the poor little euphorias trying to do his job. Yeah. Or the motherfuck the guy who's put 20 years in and slipped up once and they're refusing to promote him and basically forced him to retire.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, and then, I mean, and JAG essentially became NCIS. Yeah. I mean, the, there's, I mean, there's like a technical, like, crossover. They yeah. technically are in the same universe or whatnot. Mm. Um, but I've never watched NCIS, so I can't speak to it. But
1: I uh, watched it back when, like, when it first started coming out because I was, like, a freshman in college and I was bored. And, like, somebody had the DVDs. And so I binged, like, probably two or three seasons. I wouldn't call it a military show.
0: No, and that's what's weird about it. it's like, it's a civilian, it's a group of civilians that are investigating military crimes, but mm-hmm. off more off than not, they're not even, are they even military members that they're chasing most of the time? Or is it like former military?
1: You know, honestly, I honestly can't remember. It was basically, it was basically um, CSI, just a spinoff. That's yeah. basically what it was like. I think. I think the idea is that they were they were most often like involved in the military thing somehow, or it happened on base or whatever. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's like some sort of off connection yeah. to to the military, not directly.
1: But... Yeah. Actually, when I look back on it now, like uh, 18 year old Luke was definitely watching it for the Israeli chick. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, she's like the Israeli commander who yeah, came. Yeah, she's yeah. all badass and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. I didn't. <laughs> I never. I didn't watch the show that much. So it's a stretch. Um, yeah, so J- I I like Jag. Um, Unit was a good crossover. Let's t- let's talk about the ones that do it well, and let's not like go like with the half-ass ones. The ones that did it really well yeah. for me, there are three that stand out as superb. Okay, and that's Band of Brothers, The Pacific, yep. and Generation Kill.
1: Yes, yes. I would 100% agree with you. Now, granted, you and I weren't storming the beaches of Iwo Jima or in the Battle of the Bulge, but, yeah. I mean, well, for for one, the Pacific is the same folks. It's Tom Hanks and Spielberg and all those right. people throwing their weight behind it. Right. But <clears throat> as Band of Brothers, I should I should uh, clarify. Generation Kill, you and I can relate to, because it is hands down the, the most, most accurate, accurate yeah. portrayal of the infantry lifestyle mm-hmm. um not so much the combat well maybe in the invasion I would, iraq i mean I they were the comb- dudes. yeah they were still, yeah absolutely. yeah I, I take that back yeah
0: I, I think i think generation kill is is great actually here's one thing that all three of those shows have in common that makes them great mm-hmm. their focus is on the soldiers yeah there's yeah. they're not trying to like document the entire campaign or look at all the little pieces they're not mm-hmm. trying to make all these guys into, like, super soldiers. They're not mm-hmm. all Delta operators like, repelling from helicopters. Like, it's just a dude from yeah. New York and his buddy from Queens <laughs> trying to do their job mm-hmm. while trying to avoid their douchebag CO with their <laughs> lieutenant who's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Band of Brothers is superb.
1: Band of Brothers is 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 the military TV show. Like, that is the one. Like, that's the one you look to for, for the quality and the standard. And I would, I would imagine, the portrayal as well. Um, obviously, you and I can never imagine what it would have been like, but right. it, you know, I would, th- I would think that the portrayal had to have been pretty, pretty spot on.
0: If, if anything, just not as brutal as it probably really was. That, probably, that's a very prob- good point. Probably toned down. Yeah, just because.
1: Again, you have to like, for TV, yeah.
0: One you have to. What's well, HBO? They could have done whatever they wanted. Yeah, but still, <laughs> but still, still you, when it when it gets to a certain point, it's just distracting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, th- those really stand out to me as superb military television dramas, and it's not a coincidence that they're all, um, you know, basically miniseries, mm-hmm. and they were on premium networks. Yeah. So, they're basically just really long
1: movies, really long movies. And there's a really poignant scene in the Pacific that, uh, that I, I remember and I've only watched it one time, so I don't have a very clear memory of it, but there's a scene where like it's the Japanese are getting really desperate and the Marines are online at, at some canal or something. And the Japanese are doing just like a last minute charge to try and rush these dudes. Uh, and they smoke them all. They like like they just destroy them. But then there's like one guy left and he's like up to, up to his chest in water. Yep. And he's trying to do something, you know, and and uh, they all stop shooting and he would start to move one way. And a the, the couple of the assholes in the group were just fucking with him and shooting around him or whatever. And he gets frustrated. He's like, ah, you know, and just throws his shit down. And for me, like that, that scene, like, could you imagine being pushed to the point of desperation where, like, you know, you're going to die and, and then you can't even get an
0: honorable death
1: and you can't get an honorable yeah. death. And like, you know, you're just being fucked with. And like, there's nothing you can do like you're in there, but to have that amount of frustration, like, you know, I think you and I probably experienced that frustration to a very, very much smaller degree, you know, where you just, you just, you just have no control anymore. That was a damn fine scene.
0: Yeah. It it reminds me of uh, a recurring nightmare. And I know for a fact that every combat veteran, and I don't mean like I would deploy to a combat zone. I mean, every combat veteran who has found themselves in a situation where they had to fire their rifle in self-defense mm. or in a firefight, a real firefight, like caught in the open, exposed, you have to fight or you're going to die, mm-hmm. is the, the dream where you're in that same kind of situation and you pull the trigger and oh, nothing happens. Nothing. And click, or click.
1: click, click you, or can't. you got
0: somebody in your sight and you, you're pulling the trigger and the gun's not working.
1: Yeah, well, For me, the, the, one, the one I have all the time, funnily enough, when I was in Afghanistan, in my dreams, I was laying waste. It was no problem. But once I got back to the real world, and I got time separated from it, when I would have these dreams, like I couldn't pull the trigger, or I would like it'd be like pulling a. It's like I was trying to lift a uh, concrete block with my trigger finger, yeah. and I couldn't get it. Or if I had somebody on my sides, it would be like shaking around and boom, pull the shot. You know, right? So
0: I, that 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 scene to me is the the manifestation of that same level of frustration. Yeah. Like yeah, and and it's it's a little bit different because there's like you said there's the aspect of honor and like mm-hmm. you know just complete desperation, um. But it it kind of captures the same emotion for me personally is that yeah. just like I I'm just trying here and everything is working against me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's a phenomenal scene. That's one yeah. of the probably the one of the best of the entire series. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody
1: um, finally takes pity on the dude and decks him and, yeah. and, and, and
0: chastises the people that were being
1: yeah being yeah. dicks yeah
0: um so yeah those those three stand out actually the, we need to go back there's another one that was bad well hmm. oh, not bad kind of on the line and that was um homeland
1: yeah it's a military show though
0: it kind of was kind of kind of and it, 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 it was more of a spy show mm-hmm. but the fact that at least for the first three seasons the the, the the main character, the one that was the prisoner, was a Marine sniper. Marine, yeah, that's true. So they would do a lot of flashbacks and stuff like that. Um, but there there was a lot of a lot of issues, with, and this is more of a CIA show, so we'll just leave that one off. But yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Another good one, Mash.
1: Mash. You know, I've ne- I haven't watched Mash in so long. I know I've not watched a single episode since before I joined the military. So,
0: Ma- see, Mash was great because mash didn't take itself too seriously yeah um and mash was like more like a hospital drama with a military backdrop
1: yeah but they would also have those random moments where like shit got real you know they got and they really handled,
0: heavy and they handled those really well yeah hmm. um you know there would be time and i, I can't remember specific the specific episode um when, like, the war came to the camp, you know, like, yeah. they actually had, um, you know, real, like, very bad casualties coming in, like, because most of the show, they, like, they were doing, like, routine surgeries, right, mm-hmm. but every once in a while, get real, it would get very real, and they did a good job of, mm. um, I don't know, just kind of being like, hey, we, this is a comedy, but this is a really serious, mm-hmm. really serious topic.
1: I mean, oh yeah, I was really crazy about Mash, man. That was about the Forgotten War, you know, Korean so, War, Korean mm-hmm. War, and the. Created... Watch that,
0: and understandably, just assume it was about Vietnam too.
1: Yeah, I know. I was a little kid, and that came on. I just assumed it was about Vietnam. I didn't know any better. But it, um, and it also created one of the most iconic title, opening title sequences and theme songs of all time. Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mash is a good one. Um. Hmm. Uh, see other good ones. Hmm. All right, I'll, we'll talk about SEAL Team finally.
1: Okay, because I've not, I've not watched a single episode. I watched a couple clips on the YouTubes, but I haven't watched like the actual show.
0: I had zero expectations mm-hmm. when I first started watching it. I was like, you know, this would be something fun to watch to eat dinner while I watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and you're right, it, was, it came out at the same time as that six TV show, mm-hmm. and then there was that other like the agency or the division or whatever that came out that was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but and you know whatever it's a movie about navy or a tv show about navy seals so you get all kind of the navy seal stuff but what i really really appreciate about it is they tried to connect to the community yeah so like when you watch the episodes you'll see like the guys are wearing shirts of like veteran owned companies like they'll constantly be reaching out to veteran owned companies they're like hey we want to wear your stuff we want to do this and they do presentations i remember one of the main characters has a dog so mm-hmm. like their military working dog Dita, she, they, him, and the dog, like he was only really even on the show because he was the dog's handler. Now he's oh, a yeah. main char- now he's a main character on the show, and the dog's <laughs> oh, really? not even on the show anymore. <laughs> um, but they yeah. would go and they would do charity stuff. They would work with the military working dog charities, mm-hmm. um, you know. So they made a real effort to get involved in the community, uh, and to the point where like the main characters now like. They they, they kind of carry themselves like you would expect somebody to. Granted, it's it's a TV show. There's all kinds of liberties taken, but um, in the last couple of seasons, they've done a really good job talking about post-traumatic stress, veteran yeah. homelessness. Um, they didn't. They did an episode. It was pretty wild, actually. Like I don't know how they could they put this together so fast. But like a month ago, they did an episode where they parachuted back into Afghanistan after the fall of Afghanistan. Oh, really? And it was really weird because they're like assaulting Jalalabad Airfield and like yeah. Taliban's running around on like razors. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a really uh. cool thought exercise. And they, I mean, obviously they took a chance to get cheesy with it and like sitting on the C seventeen afterwards. Like, man, I, was it really a waste or was it just like this? And what I liked about it was they they basically bought into our message was that it wasn't a waste. Mm. And they had this like roundtable discussion on the show I and mean, it was kind of cheesy but about how we just did our jobs we can't, we can't we, it's not our job this was the politicians and it was the generals mm. and it was very in sync with like the military community.
1: Mm. It was as if they
0: like. It as if they pulled the military community. What are your thoughts on the war on terror and mm. like this?
1: I mean, what actually? So you're being you're being humble. What actually happened is the producer saw our Facebook post about a, <laughs> that got us Facebook famous for a couple of days, and he was like, "I'm going to pull this and put it in the episode."
0: Yeah, probably. You know, it it was pretty close. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 they've just done a really good job of talking about these topics. It's gone from being just like a bunch of Navy SEALs going out and kicking ass. And, like, mm-hmm. they're they're tackling difficult topics. And they're not just – it's not just about these, you know, however many guys are on the show going out and shooting people. They mm. – you know, in the last episode, one guy's like, hey, man, i got to step back for a couple months. I've been putting off these surgeries for years, and my body is broken. I have to mm. take care of myself. Like, who says – like, that's not something you would expect <laughs> someone to say on a TV show TV about show. Navy SEALs. But – yeah. You know, that's something that's actually happened. I mean that's something that if if T V shows and movies represent military members like that and they normalize that type of behavior, then guys mm-hmm. will feel like, hey, I can do that. I can take the time mm-hmm. to take an E and get myself healthy, whether it's mentally or physically.
1: Yeah. Well, I'd say so, maybe the the finale, the push here is what 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 they can improve on. Mm-hmm. So you think about that. Ponder on it.
0: I'm going to pee and grab a beer. Well, I got to talk while you're going to pee and grab a beer. So yeah, you can it. do it. All right. Uh, so, while Luke services his tiny bladder. Um, what can, I don't know, for those uh, five of you that are in the, in the comments, what, what can TV shows do better? And I'll give you a second to respond. I know for me, it would simply be better represent the individual soldier. Or serve, or airman, or marine, or sailor, or whatever, um, and what what they what they personally deal with, as opposed to it always being like some mission or some grand scheme or whatnot. I don't know. It's kind of hard when it's just me talking. Um, I know that. Hmm, what can we do better? I think training, uh, firearms training. Uh, so here's another good one that I'll talk about that I think did it really well. There was a TV show called Strike Back. Um, and Strike Back was a TV show. Okay, it was a, a Tito. I Okay, you know what? That's a really good one. So, Yep. Craig and Otito both have really good recommendations. So Otito says, I'll put it up here, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like a lot of TV shows are focused more on special operations and cool guy shit. Folks come more some 19-year-old grunt in a difficult situation, far more interesting. I agree. Yeah. I think I think that the the special operations community has more than uh, received its fair share of television and movie yeah. uh, appearances, and then I would love to see more things that are focused more on the grunt or the lowest level. The problem is, and then we kind of mentioned this early in the uh, episode is that 98% of the time <laughs> as a 19-year-old grunt is fucking boring. boring. And nobody wants to make that TV show. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think what you got to do is you got to lean into the humor part.
0: Or or just, if you want, just pick an event. So you, there, there's probably a great miniseries out there about – um, not or, or yeah, you know, cop Keating You know, obviously there's already movies and stuff being made about that stuff, but you can you can choose to represent periods of time that aren't boring as fuck, um, <laughs> and still focus on the lowest level guys. I mean, there's I mean, the Battle of Ramadi, Fallujah, um, the invasion of Iraq, uh, the invasion of Afghanistan, Operation Medusa, you know, Operation so, uh, Anaconda.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I agree, about I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here because I think. That um, to echo what you mentioned earlier about Band of Brothers and Generation Kill, if if they leaned into the, char- the characters, what? and yes. if they built yes. the show, like okay, you could imagine, you know, let's just have a hypothetical. You could do a Panjway show if you built the show on the characters of the soldiers, because every two or three episodes, somebody's getting fucked up. So there's that emotional connection to the character getting sent home or losing a leg or whatever you know i feel like i I feel like if you could get a good a character drama in there with a lot of humor that would like reflect the like the the infantry lifestyle and infantry demeanor which would not translate to normal tv it'd have to be on hbo HBO. or something (laughs) yeah i would would, yeah i I would say
0: but you still need to put it against the backdrop of something interesting like mm. you can't like there was a TV show and, and uh Tom mentioned it in the comments that so I don't remember what it was called it was called Enlisted. Mm. And it was it was a sitcom about about a bunch of enlisted guys in Garrison. Yeah. Like fucking murder me. <laughs> like of course no one watched that show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh um,
0: man. So but but if you set it against the backdrop like you said of Pandway or Operation Medusa or there's there's something larger going on in the background that justifies the characters being there yeah um, so it, it kind of captures the attention a little bit and then but you're like you're right focus on the individual characters focus mm-hmm. on what are they going through like but don't try to make it so broad that you're trying to tell the whole story or like you know yeah. I, I don't need to see like the scene of the the, the wife writing the letter to him or or whatever.
1: No, I mean, you just do... You almost do like a... Let's just return to Panjwai for poops and giggles. Excuse me. And this would, and there's and another thing, another reason the miniseries works instead of an actual ongoing um, normal TV series is that a miniseries can capture the lead-up to that one moment, you know? So let's just pretend that they did a, a show on the 2012 deployment. You could capture... That deployment in eight one hour episodes and the final episode the final two episode or the final episode that's like an hour and a half long is is October 4th
0: right yeah, yeah you know yeah right
1: so you know there's there's um you it's know basically would... what
0: generation killed in you know yeah, generation, yeah you know, it's yeah. the same same concept I mean and that's what generation killed did so well it's mm-hmm. like you got to know each of those characters you know and they did such a good job of like illustrating like why everybody hates the sergeant Major. And, why the Sergeant Major wants to be hated, you know, in some cases. Like, it it did a really good job of illustrating that. But if you're, like, if you don't set a stop to it, you're like, we're making eight episodes and then it's done. That's it. Then you're just going to start making shit up. Yeah, and that's where they all fall
1: apart. Yeah, that's where they all fall apart. It's like, you're going to have the wife fucking the commander, and you're going to have, you know, the the random bullshit that they – Infuse into it because it's TV or whatever, so it has to be, um, it has to be right that focused or whatever.
0: Craig says, Stop having the vet be the bad guy of the show. I agree, I think we covered that pretty well in the uh, the Punisher rant. (laughs) Um, you know, also counterpoint, stop Stop having to be the hero, all be fucking heroes, yeah exactly um it's okay like if, if you did it let's say you know they didn't do this in the seal team but they should do this in the seal team one of the dudes on the on the seal team should be a complete fucking piece of shit yeah you know just a complete self-righteous yeah like tail chasing book writing piece of shit yeah. <laughs> if you really want it to be accurate like yeah don't, like obviously we're veterans we love veterans we we have we have I don't. support veterans
1: <laughs> but I a, it, I don't love them.
0: <laughs> a lot of a lot of you are pieces of shit
1: Yeah,
0: a lot of us are pieces of shit yeah so we need we need to be a little bit more accurate it's like
1: okay like you need that combat. 10 to 15 percent of guys who are just total complete garbage right you gotta balance yeah. it out you
0: can't they can't all be like super villains mm-hmm. or uh, or like, like Captain America Captain America like yeah. there's, there's there's a middle ground yeah Craig says they did it once, and the guy got kicked out of the team. I do kind of remember that subplot. He, they, they recruited a guy, but I don't think he got kicked out of the seals. He just got kicked off of their team. He was only on the show for like two episodes. So <laughs> you need to keep the shitbag around.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, you need to promote the shitbag so that he Ooh. becomes the guy who's in charge of you. That's yeah.
0: If you yeah. Really want to be accurate,
1: uh, <laughs> now we're just military bashing. No more fireball explosions. Yeah, amen to that.
0: <laughs> uh, Dear Hollywood, when things blow up, they're just a lot of dirt and yeah. dust everywhere. <laughs> I, I, I have seen fireball explosions, but they were massive.
1: Massive. Like
0: they were like they were. What, the only way you get a fireball explosion is if that explosion is either all gasoline, mm-hmm. or it's so big that there's not enough dirt to like cloak the fireball. Yeah. yeah like, that's true. Michael Bay
1: <laughs> You know, the my, the greatest irony about Michael Bay movies is every explosion looks like a transformer exploding. It <laughs> like and not and for all of you uh, more dense participants out there. I'm not talking about the robots. I'm talking about an electric transformer outside right. hanging on a pole. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, but what's interesting is um you know, Michael Michael Bay made one of made, made okay. That's the movie discussion, so we'll stay away from it. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Okay, so we were but anyway. So those are that was some of our feedback from our chat. Mm. Um, as far so as that, what we can do better. Where, like,
1: so let's let's start with this. Fireball explosions are a good. A good example. What areas have have shows improved? Not in terms of the storytelling, but just in terms of the actual technical stuff, like the gear and the guns and stuff like that.
0: Two two areas for me. One is the sound. Mm. Um, I have noticed a dramatic improvement in the the sound authenticity of gunfights since mm-hmm. uh, Lone Survivor. Lone Survivor was a very Dude. good one. Yeah, and it's like once they did that, and I th- it actually won two awards. Like, oh, it did for it won- sound editing for, or whatever for sound design. Yeah, or it was nominated or something. And then I think that kind of caught people's attention. Like whatever they did, we need to do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is I'm noticing. A lot of military TV shows recently—they're now trying. So I was talking about Strike Back briefly while you were in the bathroom. Strike Mm -hmm. Back was not a very good show in terms of like its content. It was kind of like whatever. It was a spy Mm -hmm. drama, but you can tell that they sent those two guys to a lot of training Mm -hmm. because they their tactics and the way that they held like they carried themselves. They were bounding backwards in firefights. They were they were doing flanking maneuvers like it it was like the the scene in in heat you know the oh, gunfight yeah. in the ci- mm, in the city so it was such a good gunfight yeah but they it would be like every episode there'd be a gunfight like that i was like this is so cool like that's exactly how you would fight like you're not just mm. standing there duking it out you're moving you're bounding backwards or you're bounding forwards mm. um and i'm seeing that a lot more I think, you know seal team has it pretty <laughs> well under control um you're seeing it in a lot more, even just in shows that aren't military shows anymore. Like you'll see, like when they show the military scene,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, everyone's like know what they're doing. They look like they know what they're doing. So yeah. whoever's out there training and like advising on movies in the last like five or six years, yeah,
1: and I, 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 I think
0: notice improvement.
1: Yeah, I, I agree that that's an area that has improved a lot, um, and I think it's improved in a very particular way. And that they they doing they're doing a better job of making you believe the tactics without showing the actual stuff because actual actual tactics sometimes can be it can be a little boring to watch like it wouldn't translate to right. screen well you know yeah battlefield so, one alpha isn't isn't made for TV yeah and neither is like you know leaning half of your face out of behind a wall because you know you pay a lot of money for that actor's face you want half their body out behind that wall but right. it, but when they're guns up and they're behind their optic and they're, you know, they, they're selling that believability. They're doing a pretty good job of striking that balance of making it entertaining without making it dull or because if you want to be super hyper-realistic when you're in a gunfight, all you're doing is hanging out behind a wall until the shooting starts. And then, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, and, and Tito, he's got a
0: really good point here. Mm. Remember TV shows like in the eighties, when you got shot, oh my you flew back 30. Yeah. Feet. <laughs> <Thrilling>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, let me tell you what happens when you get shot. You drop like a sack. You of drop like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. Let me tell you what happens when you think you've been shot. You drop like
1: a sack of potatoes. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Gra- gravity does its work when you're when you're a two hundred pound man with hundred and fifteen pounds of crap on and your world comes to a halt. Gravity does the work. Really. Gravity, fast. gravity yeah. does the work. So yeah, that's a really good observation. Uh, I mean,
0: movies and TV show both. The over time, and I can't really point to a specific movie that did it uh Black Hawk Down definitely was a revolutionary movie in terms of that you know they sent all those guys to like mm-hmm. these tra- very intensive training to so mm-hmm. they looked like rangers and delta guys and um you know that movie won all kinds of awards so people started doing that and then uh they did the same thing for Lone Survivor um i think that movies like John Wick and stuff like that where it just looks cool when they know what they're doing yeah as yeah. compared to like the 80s where Arnold's got two Source M60s and underneath his freaking <laughs> you know, armpits, just, which was cool in the 80s. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, I
1: remember as a teenager, um, you know, because I was a military nerd when I was like 15, because um, I was like an insecure, angry teenager. So, you know, naturally that was where I focused my attention. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this is in Iraq's in full swing. Afghanistan's in full swing. And I would get really frustrated because I wanted to see uh, like the real shit on TV or in movies. And there was like this weird lag of a few years where they were still shooting iron sights or shooting from the hip or whatever. And then it's like weird how that the realism kind of filtered down into the popular culture stuff. So the, the tactics and the and the weapons, that well, was a big one. I think you know? John, I think John Wick
0: can own a portion of that.
1: Yeah. But even, exactly. before, even before then, it started to filter in. Like it started to filter in. Like people started to get red dots on their guns. You know, yeah. things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah.
0: You know, I... and am uh, hmm, trying to think like, when you start seeing that stuff in TV shows, though.
1: 24, maybe? Not realistic tactics, but like the, the mm-hmm. guns and the weaponry yeah, the gun- and everything. Yeah,
0: 24 is a good one. Um, the unit? The unit might be, yeah. yeah. It might be. that Honestly the timeline works count. I mean, it's the uh, early two thousands, mm-hmm. you know, as much as like we've ragged on it. I mean, the actual tactics part I yeah, and the gear did pretty good. The gear. Yeah. I mean, uh, was,
1: I will say like from the clips I've watched on the seal team six, is it just SEAL team? Just seal team. Yeah. yeah. Um, The, the gear on that show is really sharp. Yeah. Like yeah, it, it's they, legit. They, like it's, it's what those, I mean, it's, it's, it's not literally what, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah they, they've, <clears throat> they've 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 come a long way um yeah. I don't know, but like when when I watch a TV show and it has any kind of military aspect the things that always turn me off is what like and I know this is stupid but like if if the uniforms are blatantly wrong yeah <laughs> if, if if the guns are blatantly wrong if the dudes don't if if like, if the people that are portraying military members don't fit the mold yeah I get it. We should all be able to wear beards and long hair and be in the military. I agree. We should. But we can't. So when you put somebody in a helicopter flying a Blackhawk for 160th and the dude has like literally Luke's haircut <laughs> and Doesn't my work. beard, yeah. you can't believe it. It totally turn, it takes me out of it immediately. Mm. So like the minuscule amount of efforts. Get the uniforms right. Get the guns right. Get the freaking like appearances right mm. at a
1: minimum. You know what my favorite, my favorite back in the ACU days, that was that Hollywood was notorious for, was the collar, (laughs) the collar turned up and Velcroed. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, but yeah, I mean that's something that's improved a whole lot. Tactics, tactics, uh, believable tactics, I guess. Um, And gear. Yeah. Now the next thing is explosion and no more full auto.
0: Explosion, no more full auto. Um, and focus on the characters. Yeah, Let's focus on them. All right. Well, I think that's a I don't know. What you got? Anything else to add? Anything else in the chat?
1: I got nothing. All right. We well, covered. We covered the TV show spread.
0: Covered the TV show spread. If you disagree with us, you're probably right, and we're probably
1: wrong. No. <laughs> 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 and remember, unlock our antagonists in The Punisher and countless other portrayals. Be a better veteran.
0: Yep, be a better veteran. Don't be a disgruntled veteran.
1: Yeah. Go throw away your infantry, your grunt style T-shirt, and get a normal one that doesn't have a brand on it like this. Uh, wear whatever you want. Just don't be a dude. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, guys, uh, we are uh, we're gonna hop off here. We got episodes to record. And uh, we are remember season three is starting on January 3rd, 2022. Uh, and we're looking forward to a very successful season three in spring 2022. So keep your eyes out for that. We'll probably have a couple uh, couple more live streams before the end of the year to, to keep your business, keep your attention. We've already identified we probably need to do a book one. So stand by for that. Cheers. Cheers.